Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined again by Amy Lipka, Lauren Kaufman, and Mariel Brown Fallon. Keep your accent strong and the cheese curds close by, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. Episode five, we did it. I know last time I said I was sort of celebrating episode four, but it's not really a. As was pointed out to me, it's not really a, a check mark. Just gotta episode. keep it positive, John. Yeah, five is one of the most uh, even of the odd numbers, so it's like <laughs> what? A really, that is not a thing. It's it not is. A phrase it's that the most uses. even of the odd. It's a really nice, crisp odd number. According to the modern list of anniversary gifts, it's also the silverware anniversary. So mm. I think that sounds bad. That's going to be my weekly contribution. John, needs, th- John gonna, needs to buy a cell fork. We're gonna theme <laughs> no, no, every no. Episode like a wedding. Pass the pass the sporks. Yes. Very, very Midwestern. Thank you, Mariel. Mm. You're welcome. Is yeah. sports a Midwestern thing? Uh, it was like an everyone thing, and then it became an absolutely no one thing. I think they only have them in prisons now, mm. so people can't stab each other with them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sporks, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> sporks. <laughs> we'll take anybody. We can bring you back. We will rebrand you just like Pedialyte. They had their comeback. Now it's time for Sporks. Yeah. Super... Uh, Super casual topic to start. How about that weather? How about that weather? It's snowing. I was just outside. Ice was falling from the sky yesterday. It's falling again right now. Mm. Uh, For those of you out there who are not in the Midwest, uh, we're having winter part three here in the Midwest. Of seven parts. Of the seven parts. I'm going to assume. Peter Peter Jackson is directing this winter. And uh, yeah, this is like 3A, like how they split up the last... um, they split up like the last movie and trilogies now into two parts. I figure that's what it is. Just breaking it up into as many parts as possible, basically. Um, But yeah, despite the horrible weather, there was a record turnout at the, at the MDP convention that uh, I was at yesterday. Uh, What's MDP for our listeners? Michigan Democratic Party. Ah, yeah. Uh, Convention happened at Cobo Center in Detroit on Sunday. I was there. It was my first convention. Congratulations, Um, John. You should have saved the air horns for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like I'm going to be let down at every convention I go to in the future because this one, it was... um, like the most people in 30 years. That there is was what I heard, yeah. 6,700 people. 2018, you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I asked, because I didn't really know, so I asked Ryan about this, and he said, you know, normally if there weren't any contested things going on, maybe two or 3,000 people. If there was a contested thing, maybe four or 5,000. 6,700 yesterday. That's huge. It was crowded. Good um, day for democracy. It was a good day for democracy. Thank you. Um. Yeah, real heated though, uh, for the the attorney general spot uh, between the people there supporting Pat Miles and the people there supporting Dana Nessel. Um, a lot of action going on, a lot of yelling, a lot of <laughs> a lot of signs. Yeah, yeah what so was for, it like? Uh, I, there was a lot of people there that from my high school that I didn't know were politically. Oh, that's a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> motivated at all? Who are all of a sudden there? Um, 
For Dana? Yeah, pretty yeah, much all. Pretty much all for Dana. I don't know. So. We probably talked about this before, but just like the Michigan Attorney General race was somehow heated. very, very heated. It was yeah. hot this year. There it was, was hot. Of, it was the sexy topic. There was a lot of shit talking back and forth between the sides. People were surprisingly into it. I don't understand. Yeah. I, for one, am very happy that we can all come together until we have another slugfest in August at the <laughs> Horse races. <laughs> Everyone likes a good horse race. Um, yeah, so uh, Dana Nessel ended up uh, winning the nomination from the Democratic Party. Uh, like I said, it was real heated. Um, there was, you know, there was a lot going on. And then when they were, the speeches were happening, and then when the vote came time it was pretty chaotic just I don't think they were prepared for the amount of people that were there yeah and that's the thing I saw a bunch of people online congratulating the Michigan Democratic Party on what a great job they did given all of oh yeah I'm not saying it was a bad job yeah no no but I did also see people who said that they did a bad job and like you said that's two or three times the number of people that they were expecting so I think that they from from what I saw from a distance because of the ice storm I didn't make it out um I I think that they really held their own and we're trying to implement some new technologies, which is also hard too, but I think is really promising, you know, for the future of these conventions. Yeah. And I, I'm sure some of that, you know, people being disappointed or upset with, you know, how things were being run. There, there were a lot of people there that I feel like this was like their first rodeo, their first time. I mean, it was mine too, but I've been working in politics long enough to understand some of the, uh, the mechanisms and and how those sort of events are run sometimes it gets messy yeah uh there was yeah there was a lot of every, there, there wasn't a lot of like real smiling faces but um a lot of anger and that really captures the democratic spirit i feel like yeah. lately <laughs> no, in this country was, i think it, it definitely i don't think the the competitiveness between the sides got to the point where it was like unhealthy if that makes sense. Like people weren't being like, you don't sound super sure. Well, I mean, (laughs) if you compare it to like, if this was, you know, a, a Democrats versus Republican thing, right. This was like, you know, a Cub Scout jamboree. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty. I I can't think of a better way to describe that. that. But (laughs) yeah, I haven't, but you know, who has experienced a Cub Scout jamboree is is Donald Trump. And remember that time when he gave a political speech to a bunch of seven year olds? GTs guys. GTs. (laughs) Yeah. That's what the Cubs, you can earn your deep state badge from the the Cub Scouts, your fake news, your fake news badge. How to spot fake news. You pass the test. That should be our first, uh, our first merch that we make. Yeah. Should be a fake news patch. Fake news patch. Yeah. Donald Trump needs to, needs to get that. But also I think that we can't let the conversation pass without, I'm sorry, talking about one of the most iconic, uh, political ads of all time, which is Tell Dana me Nassel, more. who somehow, this doesn't usually come up in politics very often, but Dana Nessel somehow managed to work into one of her videos um, talking about genitals. And that's all I'm going to say. Everybody in Michigan has seen it, maybe people elsewhere. And I think that we should post it to our Twitter after this so you all can take a look. Also, maybe... Got her very, very far, like further than she would got have gotten. Her yeah. It got her a lot of attention, which like and and to to say right now, there are 
Um, it's a funny video. There are also a lot of problems with the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just decide for yourself. So we will uh, post that on Twitter after the show is posted so that you can uh, take a look and, and tweet us your thoughts because we are very curious. We have a lot of thoughts and we would like to know yeah. other I would people's love thoughts. to hear yours. Yeah, and like as silly as that video is, I think that also before we hop off this topic, it's important to mention that um, this is a big moment for Michigan because Dana Nessel is presumably one of the first queer women to be elected to or be the nominee for attorney general of the state, which is huge. And on her website, something I love is that it says she lives with her wife and her kids and many cats. Um, How many cats are we talking? That's what I want to know. So I want to know if it's like <laughs> this is two, what the people need to know. Cats, why isn't, cats. Why isn't that on her issues page? Please let us know, Dana. We want to know. At, I don't, I don't know if I can us. vote for it until I know the how many cats she's know. working with. Also, we want emails from the cats. We want um, <laughs> tweets from the cats. Also, tweets of the cats. So maybe these are things that we can work on before the general. But anyway, we are excited. Congratulations, Dana Nessel, on winning. Um, and yeah, that anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah. Uh, also uh, nominated uh, was the candidate chosen for Secretary of State, and that was Jocelyn Benson. Um, the nomination speech for her was great. Um, it's probably one of the longer speeches of the the intro speeches. It was really good. Um, yeah, it seemed to be a lot of, I think, yeah, it was pretty like big enthusiasm for her. Yeah, I am very excited um, to see her on the ballot again. I think that she killed it in 2010. Um, as she likes to point out, she literally wrote the book on being Secretary of State. Um, she has a long history of being elected to office, um, I think back since high school or since college. Um, so I think she is a very strong candidate and will do us proud on the ballot. Yeah, and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she had pretty widespread support across the Democratic Party. She um, beat the top of the ticket in mm-hmm. 2010 um, by a lot. And so I think people, yeah, on both sides yep. of the aisle were very enthusiastic about her. So. Hmm. Um, also, for uh, they, nom- they had their uh, endorsements for state Supreme Court candidates. Uh, their uh, chosen candidates were the University of Michigan law professor Sam Bagenstos, and uh, Detroit attorney Megan Kavanaugh, who's the daughter daughter of a former state Supreme Court Justice Michael Kavanaugh. She's the daughter. She's the daughter of Michael. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's a big. That was a big day for women, which is pretty great. That seemed to be the theme um, of a lot of it. And also, folks want unconventional candidates. I think mm-hmm. is something that we are seeing. I think um, a big day and a big year for women will hopefully be the theme throughout 2018. Mm-hmm. So. I'm hopeful. For <laughs> Still, the year of the woman, even with uh, after Hillary's loss. Yeah, unfortunately. Too soon, John. Too soon. <laughs> the prophecy it's was a little a bit early. So. Yeah. It's a little bit early to be talking about still that, got okay? that. We still got that magnet on the office fridge. We do sad every time i i know every time i go in there to get an ice cube i'm like (laughs) (sighs) um but yeah great uh great convention and yeah an insane amount of people considering oh also yeah there was you know a wicked ice storm going across the entire state well pretty much all of the midwest while this was happening so i know i wasn't 
alone and being concerned about low turnout to this event. I mean, well, yeah, for all I know, who there could have been even more people. Well, I'm sure there would have been even more people without the weather. Um, but, uh, yeah, everyone really came together and um, I enjoyed my first convention. The only thing, though, was that I, I feel like I'm at that this place where I recognize a lot of people like is like everybody in Michigan democratic politics there. And I recognize a lot of people and a lot of them recognize me, but I don't know them well enough to have like a full conversation with them. <laughs> so it was a lot of just doing like awkward eye catches, approving smiles <laughs> and awkward eye catches. It's not Yikes. just you. That's kind of a common, um, Michigan democratic party convention standby. So John next year, you'll be there as a celebrated podcast host. So right. I don't think you'll have to worry about it. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be totally blown up by then award-winning as evelyn oh, put it award i don't know what awards were being submitted for, they're coming award-winning they're coming it's a prophecy you're right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah great convention great state great people great party good pure time. michigan pure michigan good time <laughs> this is the most positive i've ever heard john in my entire life because it's a uh and uh hopefully things improve <laughs> yeah that was the theme and now this yeah, last week was hopefully things improve, and then this week is things are improving. Things are great. Yay. Things are great. Um, so up next, uh, so this is, you know, definitely more of a national story, but certainly affects the Midwest in that uh, Paul Ryan announced that he is retiring after November. Um, no air horns? Can we get some air horns? Jeez, John. <laughs> oh, me, Be liberal with the air horns. Let me, let me say it again. Let me say it again. Okay. Uh, also... <laughs> Uh, big, big announcement. Uh, Paul Ryan is retiring in November. Uh, we're all pour pretty, one out. We're all, I will not pour one out for that man. Uh, for that boy, I'll say. He's that a, boy. He's a boy. B-O-I. <laughs> yeah. He's a sad boy. Yeah, definitely not. And also, um... If anybody else tuned into C-SPAN, which I know I do. Oh, every um, night. Every night, baby, <laughs> when I gotta go to bed and I can't fall asleep. Um, but really, like, his his speech on C-SPAN when he announced that he was going to be retiring was really funny and almost so convincing because he really had everybody convinced that he didn't want to be a weekend dad and that he really wanted to see his kids, but... I mean, he doesn't want you to see your kids. He doesn't want me to yeah. see my kids. I mean, that's you're, you're that's his whole like his whole like down home boy thing that he's run on every single time. Right. Midwesterners are very folksy and very convincing. All I'm saying is he's trying to be Midwest nice. <laughs> he's trying to be Midwest nice, and it's not working. And we can see through. We can see yeah. right through it. He just doesn't look Midwest nice. No, he's got two. His biceps are too big. His hairline is too pointed. He looks like every mid-level manager who lives in, like, a nice suburb of Detroit that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he said his his reason for retiring is, you know, to spend more time with his family and your typical reasons uh, that they give. Um, but his announcement also came not long after um, the donations were being reported for the all the candidates running in that district, and I'm pretty sure his... Uh, one of his Democratic opponents, uh, Randy Bryce, like way out 
raised them. Am I right? Yeah, I think he mm-hmm. outraised by a million dollars. And then there was also another candidate who was running in that district. Her name is Kathy Myers. And she also raised uh, about $500,000. Mm-hmm. Almost half a million. So I think that, yeah, Paul Ryan was seeing a huge wave of grassroots energy um, that honestly probably scared him because I think that people are realizing now that people are getting out there and voting that going to people like the Koch brothers or people who are writing you big checks isn't going to be enough anymore because the grassroots has like seriously been engaged. Like we, Wisconsin just had a special election. Um, I think it was last week or the week before for one of the Supreme Court justices um, and a Democrat, a woman won um, there. And it's just uh, becoming clear that these places that were formerly written off or designated as really Republican or leaning Republican, um, people aren't so sure anymore. And I think that Paul Ryan uh, didn't want to face the embarrassment of losing to one of the very qualified candidates that um, are running against him in his district. Yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, if there's any chance that he could lose, like, he's under 50. He obviously, I'm assuming, wants to have a political career later, so losing now would right. be mm-hmm. would be really embarrassing and hard for him to get back up from. So he's kind of like, you know, you're not breaking up with me, I'm breaking up with yeah. you first. Right. Well, and especially given... You know, a lot of people, I don't want to jinx anything, but are expecting a big blue wave this November. No one wants to be the speaker who's in charge of losing the House when you have mm-hmm. pretty historic mm-hmm. margins in the House. So right. um, I think that would look really bad for him and his future political prospects. I mean, to be to be fair, it already looks bad for him. <laughs> right. But at least he, I <laughs> yeah. mean, for self-preservation of his party, he can mm-hmm. leave in January of next year, a new speaker can come in and try to pick up the pieces. Yeah. So, Do we think that he's going to run for something again in the future or yeah. just go private? Well, he's there's the Fox News That's host. Like, 48 isn't like young, young. It's in politics. It is. Oh, in politics yeah. is so young. I feel like usually you're like looking at out into like when they have the uh, state of the union address, you're looking out in the audience. You're like, who? all these old white men when did you get elected i don't even know in Paul ryan wanted to be one of those old white men yeah could have been and what i think yeah and i think that you're saying so yeah the option is either he will what did you say what was the first thing the oh fox news fox news host mm-hmm. yeah he's got mm-hmm. the looks or he could be like john boehner and become a marijuana lobbyist and just yeah, totally change his mind that? yeah uh, <laughs> another marijuana i don't think i'm wrong in saying that john boehner looks like he could be paul ryan's father right or old paul ryan <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say if, he looks like he's been smoking if marijuana. paul ryan starts like chain smoking marlboros and sits out in the sun for the next 30 years Absolutely. i think he'll probably look exactly like john boehner got that midwestern look and so. piercing blue eyes <laughs> piercing blue eyes and that sandpapery skin yeah let's talk about that mm. for a second how uh john boehner is on a medical marijuana bo- is it medical marijuana or just marijuana lobbying for legalized cannabis i believe i don't think it's medical i think it's just legalized um which allegedly there's also discussion in the michigan state house about passing something before it potentially gets to the ballot for november right and i think it's very interesting it shows a lot of electoral courage how all of these Republicans are now coming to the table when they've been backed into a corner that they might Mm -hmm. think might hurt them at the ballot box this November. 
Hey Midwest Nice fans, if you're wondering why that episode just ended so abruptly, it's because I am a horribly underqualified sound engineer, and after we recorded last night, I lost most of the episode when I was saving. But rest assured, it was hilarious, and we are working to get out new episodes as fast as possible. Figured I'd still release what we did record, just to get some content out there, but in the meantime, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll see you again next week.